Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Who is also doing the recording duties. Uh, I am the engineer, if you will, for the week, trying to uh, figure out how to run this thing live. I did a solo episode one time, but I recorded it all in GarageBand. It was very slow and piecemeal. So uh, this is the first episode that I'm actually running the show here. And um, Student has become the master. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I hit the button. I hit the big red button. That's uh, took, a, took a lot of courage. Thank you. Don't hit it again. That's the the biggest step in this is don't hit it again until we're ready. Turn your key, sir. Yeah. Um, so I don't have any funny stories. Like I've been kind of like checked out from politics, and we're going to kind of wing it here as far as the inauguration goes. But I, I did read one thing this week that's totally uh, devoid of politics but it kind of puts things in perspective as far as like the world we live in and as awful as things are and this is from a book written a couple of years ago whose title escapes me because i don't have it in front of me at the moment um but it was about the moment that the asteroid that hit the planet earth in the caribbean and the off the yucatan peninsula that like wiped out all life on earth um and people can we're kind of sharing this it's it's just sort of uh flowery language but you know you you see a lot of uh, like you know cgi animation of like things hitting the earth you know it's mm-hmm. just like you know and whatever and but it, it's still it's like it, it's they slow it down so that in your brain you think it's uh, you know like it's it's here it comes and it's coming and here it kind you can see it and here it's getting closer it's like no it would be it would be invisible because it's not there yet and then it would be just a ball of fire right. and a planet would be over so i'm just going to read here it's it's written sort of as, as like quotations from somebody uh, who the author is interviewing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the person who's speaking first is the, is the scientist, uh, meteorologist, no, not meteorologist. You'd think meteorologists would study meteors, not the weather, but that's, anyway. Um, so the meteorite <laughs> itself was so uh, massive that it didn't, notice, uh, it didn't notice any atmosphere whatsoever, said uh, Red Badello. Uh, it was traveling 20 to 40 kilometers per second, 10 kilometers, probably 14 kilometers wide, pushing the atmosphere and building such incredible pressure that the ocean in front of it just went away. Like, wow. you imagine, like, it just, it's, you know, like right. it, like a thing, you know, when a jet's breaking the sound barrier, it, like, creates a cloud of condensation in front of it because it's pushing the air out of the... You know, it's it, it can't push the air out of the it's way. It's displacing fast it, right? It's like displacing right. it from from where. It's so imagine sits. all of the atmosphere in front of it just instantly pushed away, and the entire wow. ocean pushed away <clears throat> before it even reaches Earth. That's how fast it's going. Uh, these numbers are precise without usefully conveying the scale of the calamity. What they mean is that the, a rock larger than Mount Everest hit planet Earth, traveling twenty times faster than a bullet. This is so fast that it would have uh, traversed the distance from the cruising altitude of 747 to the ground in 0.3 seconds. Uh, the wow. asteroid itself was so large that even at the moment of impact, the top of it might have been st- uh, still towering more than a mile above the cruising altitude of a 747. <laughs> in its nearly instantaneous descent, it compressed the air below it so violently that it briefly became several times hotter than the surface of the sun. Uh, the meteorite so I'm sorry, uh, the pressure of the atmosphere in front of the asteroid started to excavate the crater before it even got there, he said. Uh, then when the meteorite touched ground zero, it was totally intact. It was so massive the atmosphere didn't even uh, make a scratch on it. Unlike the typical Hollywood CGI depictions of asteroid impacts, where an extraterrestrial charcoal briquette gently smolders across the sky, <laughs> in the Yucatan, it would have been a pleasant day one second, and the world was over was already over by the next second. As the asteroid collided with the Earth in the sky above it where there should have been air, the rock had punched a hole of outer space vacuum in the atmosphere. So basically, just, just imagine it's so big and displays so much air that like the vacuum of space is touching the ground, right? Or, or whatever you could call the ground is, is being liquefied into magma right. and you know there's a, a mile-high tidal wave stretching out across the entire planet. Um, so basically, as the heavens rushed in to close this hole, enormous volumes of Earth were expelled into orbit and beyond, all within a second or two of impact. So the author 
is uh, speaking now, quoting or speaking directly to the to the scientist says, "So there's probably little bits of dinosaur bone up on the on the moon." I asked. He answered, "Yeah, probably." <laughs> <laughs> and this was this was just keep in mind this wiped out all life on Earth. Right. It was it was like it, it turned the oceans to acid, you know, which you know, wiped it, out phytoplankton. Like almost nothing was left. Well, you know, maybe we can have that happen again. That would be nice. That, that would solve quite a few of our hey. our current issues. Uh, no, and you know what's actually interesting about that? It just made me think about that kind of. I, I don't want to say hypotheses, but like the idea that maybe life on Earth was actually like the the origins of life on Earth are, you know, that it was is tr- like transferred here on, you know, uh, pieces of falling debris, falling fucking asteroids and like, you know, just grew kind of uh, from like a microbiological level. Like it could have even been that like fucking like, you know, Mars, they thought had water on it at one point. Uh, massive oh, asteroid. Mars could've... has water on it now. They no, I know, but like it, it was covered. It was you know, it was covered where it looked like Earth more yeah, or less. Yeah. I mean, um, so you know, you have to wonder like maybe maybe Mars got hit by just a fucking completely just you know atmosphere altering asteroid, and and you know they're not far from us, so maybe a chunk of that mm-hmm. fucking you know you never know. It could have been could have been life on both planets at the same time, right? For a long time, yeah. Right. I mean, the, the thing about the thing about Mars is that you know we have a molten core. Right, our, our our we have a liquid core of our planet, which right. means the you know the the crust <clears throat> turns at a different speed than the internal part of the planet, which is why we have earthquakes, uh, and why we have tectonic shift. But it also that that friction creates a very strong electromagnetic field, which is what holds our atmosphere together, right? And which is why we're allowed to breathe air, <laughs> whereas Mars has a solid uh, core. So it doesn't have that that dynamo creating that uh, friction, creating that electromagnetic uh, field. So that's that's why they don't have a an atmosphere anymore. Like right. they, and it looks like they used to, you know. And it's like I, I don't know enough about science to know why, but like why did Mars used to have a liquid core? Yeah, and really what made it go solid? Right? Because <laughs> if we, you know, and well, I mean, no, I, that's not true. I, I kind of do know um, because Mars doesn't have big moons. The way we have a big moon, uh, the, the thing that helps keep pulling our, our tectonic plates right. uh, off in different directions uh, uh, faster than the inside of our planet is our moon exerting so much gravity on it because it's so big and so close. So uh, hats off to the moon for right. making it possible for life to exist on this planet. Can you tell we don't want to talk about Joe Biden today? I mean, is, not is really. Any more I don't obvious? really want to talk about Joe no, Biden. Well, so real quick, I, up top, I want to tell people. So we were a couple days late. We were going to record uh, on Wednesdays like we usually do. I had a slight electrical mishap in that I almost uh, exploded my entire circuit breaker. So, <laughs> um, you know, obviously it's a pandemic and you don't want people in your house, right? Uh, if you can help it, like, you know, t- t- you repair people, technicians and shit. And uh, I've also been getting on like a bit of a home improvement kick lately. Uh, getting your Tim Allen on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, because I've been watching a lot of uh, This Old House on PBS, <laughs> which is a great fucking show. Uh? Um, for, <laughs> I know. I, it's just like the most fucking. Sorry, um, I, I was debating in my head whether to do that. For anyone that grew up in the 80s and 90s, it's like a home improvement. Tim right. Allen. Yeah. Right. No, but but legit, anyone that like it lives in an old house, this that show, this old house on PBS is fucking really helpful. Like weirdly, it it, it makes shit seem a lot simpler than it is because usually most things, uh, in terms of repair, are a lot easier than they seem. They're just intimidating because you know professional people get paid hundreds sure. of dollars to come to your house to fucking well you know it's, screw it's on a the new fact shower like uh, uh, you know if you fuck up electricity could kill you oh that, yeah well no for sure so i mean you know and i've 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 progressed up to it i've done other things but i i did teach myself because uh in our house it was built in the 50s all of the plugs are two-prong plugs so it doesn't have the right. the grounding which is a you couldn't even build a house like that today it would be out of code it wouldn't it wouldn't pass inspection but it's also a bitch for, you know, trying to plug almost anything in. Like, you know, outside of a couple lamps and shit, like everything needs a three-prong plug. So we'd have those like fake cheat those like they call them cheater plugs, which are like the two-prong, the three-prong. But those are really bad. They're kind of a fire hazard. You really shouldn't use oh, too many of those. Yeah, yeah. And and God forbid if your home gets hit by lightning. Right. Uh, no, the no protection whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck. Like you'll you'll be, yeah. 
But I was, so, um, yeah. real quick, I grew up in a house. Uh, my, my parents actually built it um, back in the 70s when you could build a house yourself affordably. Right. Um, but the, he did, my father designed it and had like this really weird kind of a uh, inverted A-frame, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And we had lightning rods on our house because it was, it was you know, out in the middle of a cornfield, nothing else around it, you know, and it was pretty tall roof line, about 35 feet. And uh, I remember one time we got our house got hit by lightning while I was on the telephone talking to somebody, and that was <laughs> like it was just like this shrieking, like you know, static, but louder than you can possibly imagine, right in your ear. <laughs> uh, and, and like literally around every window, it was brighter than the daylight had ever been before, and it was like, wow, we just got hit by lightning while I was on the telephone. <laughs> I'm glad that the wiring in our house was sufficient right. so that it didn't electricity didn't like literally go into my fucking ear hole. Right. <laughs> well, <clears throat> so the one good thing so so I did have to te- I, I wanted to teach myself how to fix that cuz like it's really it'd be thousands of dollars to get an electrician to come in here and replace all these fucking plugs and it's actually not that hard. Uh, the great thing about old houses, especially houses from the 50s is that they were built with BX wiring which uh, is a lot more expensive which is why they don't use it anymore. But back in the day, I think it was, you know, the the, the kind of wiring we have now is not nearly as ubiquitous. Um, but BX wiring means it's it's basically encased in a metal sheath. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen those, like, kind of bumpy metal, like, cables. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, that's, that's the whole house is that, and it, and it terminates in a metal uh, receptacle in your wall. Like, it, it's a metal box. So if... Mm-hmm. You ground, you can actually ground right into that box if you know what you're doing. So, you know, I <laughs> Oh, do I ever. Uh, right. No, so, so I, I ta- just want to pull a little sexual double entendre out of that one. Right. So I taught myself to do that, which was, you know, it was complicated, but I, it, 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 easy enough. You just have to make sure you put the right fucking wires on the right uh, screws so that the current's flowing the right way. Uh, but so then the other day, I was like, fuck, I got to fix this, this light switch because we have a light switch in the living room that was. Uh, a three-way switch, which is basically, um, <laughs> dude, you got to stop with the sexual references, <laughs> right? I know, I know, I know. It's it just, it's just, I mean, I'm not even trying. Um, but so the switch, like three-way switch, is like you have a switch at the bottom of your stairs and at the top of your stairs, and they both control the same light. You know, like so. So that's not a simple circuit. It doesn't just go through there. It goes. It it's got like a traveling circuit. It's a whole other complicated wiring setup. So I had to fucking figure that out. Because it was, it was know, wired. It's, it's tough being a switch. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to do it the whole time. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, needless to say, I, I, you know, I looked up videos about it and I, f- I found some fucking diagrams and shit and I, and I started doing it. And then I realized, like, it, I realized that the people who wired the house initially or who repair, you know, whoever put this switch together, this setup together, uh, didn't wire it right because I wired it right according to the diagram and I turned it on and the whole fucking bo- the box you know went out and it made this horrible horrible noise it was like like it like it sounded like it was like cranking up and I was like oh okay this is gonna explode so I had to turn that <laughs> I had to turn that off uh, and go right. figure out what the fuck happened and uh, yeah and I eventually figured out that they they switched colors for some wiring um, and I fixed it but like fuck like that sh- it, it's very you got to be really fucking careful with that shit but it's oh, not as absolutely. hard as people think it is absolutely. like as long as you are smart and have like the right like meters to like you stick a meter in to make sure there's no current coming through and shit it's it's yeah. pretty easy you just gotta know what you're doing yeah well you know, so I'm that's why saying, i was like if, if you're ever fucking around with you know electrical wires always you know if, you, if you're not sure if it's a live wire touch it with the outside of your hand not the inside in case it is a live if wire. Stir, if you... you're not sure, stick a fork in there and just, you know, double check. Hey, stick a before, fork in it. Yeah. Um, I saw, there was some meme going around recently I saw, and it was like, um, it, I think it was on like some Facebook group called like What Zoning Board Approved This, right. uh, which is a hilarious group if you ever go on there. But it was like a picture of like the like a circuit breaker and somebody had taken a coat hanger and like tied it around one of the knobs of the like the breakers <laughs> right. to like make sure it couldn't break in case it needed to. And it was no, like, that's, not that's... sure if this is a fire hazard or not, but I feel like my building might burn down. <laughs> well, I mean, and somebody explained it like, you know, it, it, we, the breaker will still break. It just, it won't like, you'll have to turn it the other way before you can turn it back on. You know, what's this, even the like, purpose of that then? 
Because apparently it kept going off, and they thought, well, well, if I fucking lash it down, then if I plug in, you know, a space heater, surely and a I TV shouldn't and imagine why iron, <laughs> it, the, all in the same socket, then right. then it won't it won't you know go out anymore. But it's like, no, you're just creating a bigger fire right. hazard. Sure, surely block. I shouldn't examine why I keep tripping the breaker. I should just assume that it's a fo- that it's the yeah. fault of the breaker, not my fault. If I just bolt the breaker down, then I can jam as much fucking electricity through that thing as I want. Right. <laughs> Right, why don't I just fucking file the safety off of my gun? This way it won't stop me when I'm trying to <laughs> shoot, and it's, it's stuck. Um, yeah, yeah so, so that was... So now that we're 15 minutes into a political right, podcast, right. and Again, we've managed to avoid talking about politics. we don't want to politics. fucking talk about Joe fucking Biden today? <laughs> I don't, um, I really don't. So, yeah, I know, and then that's pretty much all we're going to talk about for most of the rest of this. So, uh, Joe Biden uh, did get inaugurated um, in the time since we've last recorded uh i watched as much of it as i could stomach i i mean i didn't really watch you know the whole fucking ceremony i watched a little bit of his speech uh it was you know as incoherent as you would imagine it would be um you know it was it, it, it was clearly like a mayor pete written speech uh you know a lot of platitudes a lot of you know repeating phrases and ending with the inverse of that phrase like you know it's not uh, I, I, I don't remember the phrase, but like, you know, he, he'll say like, like, oh, basically the whole like, ask not what you could do, your country could do for you, but ask what you could do for your country. Some more shit. plagiarism, basically. Right, right, right. And not that specific, but just, you know, the typical Mayor Pete, uh, Sphinx from Mystery Men type talk. And, <laughs> um, it, yeah. and you know, it just infuriating shit. But of course, he couldn't even fucking just mangled every other sentence and couldn't say words and usual shit um and that was the actual uh, ceremony right 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 that was the actual swearing in they had this whole other tv thing like i i didn't catch it when it was on but i i like saw it It was on like a tv while i was at a place that had cnn on and it was like tom hanks on the steps of the lincoln memorial so I, i queued it up just now and it's it's like here's tom hanks and he's like hey these guys are gonna play these trumpets and then they do and he's like thanks trumpet players and then the camera kind of like pans up the stairs in lincoln memorial and it kind of like goes up to the lincoln memorial you know and it's like where is biden and it kind of like looks around like the camera like it's like where the fuck is he and the the camera like pans over and biden's like off to the side And he's just kind of standing there alone, <laughs> nobody there, you know, uh, social distancing, I guess. And Where then he just starts I? rambling, and he's like, hey, I'd like to thank America as I stand here next to my friend, Abraham Lincoln. And it's just like, like what? <laughs> it's right. just like the it, it, most awkward shit. So, you know, again, and this is really appropriate for a Biden presidency because he was a wildly unpopular candidate um who would regularly draw you know tens of people to his his rallies and speaking engagements <laughs> so it, it's very appropriate that he had uh an inauguration ceremony with no people now obviously it was you know because of covid but uh, you know it, it just the visual very tracked very much with what we saw out of his campaign on the campaign trail because you know it, it his campaign generated no enthusiasm because he had no original ideas uh, nobody under 45 fucking voted for him. You know, everyone under 45 voted for Bernie fucking Sanders. Um, but... who, who outshined Joe Biden right. by simply sitting in a chair with mittens. <laughs> by sitting grumpily. This has become a cultural phenomenon for the last three days straight. Bernie Sanders right. wearing these these beautifully handcrafted mittens made from recycled wool and recycled uh, rayon, right. I believe, or some kind of plastic uh, fiber. Right, has given been, by a teacher in Vermont. Uh, yeah, has been uh, memed thousands and thousands of times by everyone, including celebrities, uh, for good or for bad. Um, the, the one from Guy Ferrari was hilarious. Uh, the best one I saw was was Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> had her assistant, whoever, Photoshop Bernie into the scene from uh, True Lies, where she's doing a strip tease for Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> right. So it's just Bernie, like Bernie, just calmly sitting there watching Jamie Lee Curtis take her clothes off, and Jamie Lee Curtis was like, I like was the one that told her assistant or whoever to go Photoshop that. Like that, right, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's great though. Like of all the of but, all the scenes that you could have Bernie Sanders watching me from all my movies, this is the one I want put out there. So <laughs> like you, you know, go, girl. It was hilarious, and of course, it's an immediately funny image. But somebody actually, uh, uh, and this is a post uh, reposted from Instagram, that kind of perfectly captured, I think, what's so great about the image um, that that I think a lot of us probably 
picked up on but maybe couldn't have articulated as well as this person did so i want to read real quick what they wrote their sure. instagram name is birdie hall i think h-a-l-l-l three l's at the end uh i seriously hope this image goes down in history as one of the most endearing sad and brilliant photos of a man who wearing the same jacket he always wears and mittens knitted by a vermont school teacher he acknowledges his position as a public servant and not a celebrity entertainer decked out in Mew Mew or other uh, exorbitant performance costumes. He's wearing the same, <laughs> the same cheap, ugly blue surgical mask we all have to wear. He seemed to understand how absurd and disconnected uh, pop grandiosity uh, can be in the midst of a pandemic where most of the population doesn't have $400 or health insurance or the money to stay safely home. He is still sitting strong in true moral solidarity with the working class and all the disenfranchised people in this country. Uh, long live brother Bernie Sanders. <laughs> but I mean, and that's at, at the core of it. That's the thing about, and that's what he looks like at every inauguration and every one of these fucking things he gets dragged to is like, I would rather be right. any place in the world right now than be at one of these fucking and, soirees. And meanwhile, today, uh, the the phrase Biden's wrist was trending because liberals want to argue with conservatives about uh, why it's okay for Joe Biden to own a Rolex. Right. And it's just, they, it's just they, like they, they live created, on another fucking planet. And they create these things because they love saying, like, this is the tan suit thing all over again. They exactly. wanted, they want a tan suit moment for Joe Biden. They want something right. that idiot conservatives will get mad at. And they could say, oh, look how ridiculous they're being while you ignore the fact that he's totally walked back every single promise he made on the campaign trail. Yeah, every single one. Uh, one right here. Um, back in, uh, let's see, October 15th, 2020, uh, tweeted from TweetDeck. Uh, Joe Biden tweeted, we're eight months into this pandemic and Donald Trump still doesn't have a plan to get the virus under control. I do. Well, <laughs> let's let's just look at the news today. Just in, President Biden now says there is nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic in the next several months. Well, you know, he is trying his damnedest to change the trajectory of the pandemic because he's insisting that schools open up in 100 days. So, if anything, he'll make sure that the trajectory continues to rise. Like, uh, what the fuck the... even is it? In 100 school days, it's summertime. Is he it's almost summer. We have to go back to fucking school in the summer? Like, fuck and, you. At a time where, by the way, cases are 10 times higher than they were in April when we were all freaking out, you know, justifiably like, hey, we should get this under control before it gets out of control. They're twice. They're ten times as bad as they were then. Uh, there's several new super contagious strains from the fucking dirty ass UK that are here now. Uh, that are dirty ass UK is, is correct. <laughs> always, that are that are uh, uh, a lot more transmissible. They have you know more or less the same death rate, but because they're more transmissible, that will exponentially increase you know the the death toll from them because a lot more fucking people are going to get it. It's a lot easier. We're, we're getting yeah. up to like. 4,500 fatalities, fatalities a day. A day. Yeah. A day. Um, so many so that Los Angeles County has suspended their rules for how many bodies can be cremated right. at a time. Right. That's just, I mean, it just, and, but again, and this is how fucked up of a fucking country and how beaten down by capitalism we are. It's like, it's, it's kind of like just business as usual now. Like we don't even think about that on a daily basis. Like it's just... That's it. We've just like slowly, it's, it's just slowly become the norm. And like, everyone's like, yeah, well, I guess that's true. You know? And now they're like at CDC saying like, Hey, you guys pr probably should wear two masks, uh, because this train's really fucking contagious. Hmm. And, and which, you know, and, and I'm not saying we shouldn't, I, you know, we should, but it, at the end, like we just have so normalized this fucking thing rather than actually being proactive and doing the shit to, you know, because both of both fucking parties in this country love capital and they love austerity and they refuse to take the bare minimum fucking steps that every other western country and you know every every other country every other country who can even afford to do so and some who can't have taken to protect their fucking citizens from this you know uh, totally avoidable situation that we're in right now well chairman bernie mm -hmm. uh as he is now known because he's chairman of the uh was it the the What's the name budget of the committee? committee? Budget, budget, budget and committee. something else. Right, uh, which is one of the most important committees in Congress because it actually I mean, sets the, the financial agenda. Just, just the fact that we can call him Chairman Sanders now right, is just right. like, oh, God, I love it. I fucking love it. I know. Um, but he's basically said he's going to use the, uh, what is it, the re-something or another. Uh, well, so uh, rec budget reconciliation is Reconciliation, just, yeah. 
Yeah, it basically um, it, is just a way to get things through without the the stupid ass sixty votes that you need to break up a filibuster. <laughs> exactly. If you get the um, and he said he said votes. he's going to use uh, re redistribute what fucking reconciliation reconciliation Jesus Christ. Uh, he's going to use reconciliation to force through basically Medicare for all who need health insurance during a pandemic, right? And we all know once the genie's out of the bottle, uh, he's going to push for that to become the law of the land permanently. Like right. he's going to Joe Biden will it. agree to fucking do it, <laughs> which is you know of course the fucking where where we run into a brick wall like we're running into right now because he released uh, his stip- so okay and and this also happened between our shows. So, you know, uh, fucking all on the campaign trail for Georgia, Joe Biden, John Ossoff, uh, Reverend Warnock, whose name, my first name, I forget. Um, he didn't have one. Yeah, right. It might actually be <laughs> Anthony. I feel like it might be Anthony, but um, which would be funny. But uh, they were like, oh, yeah, no, you know, you elect us and $2,000 checks will be sent out to you immediately. Immediately was a phrase used multiple times by Joe Biden, John Ossoff. Uh, fucking Chuck Schumer, but everyone on the Stacey fucking planet is all of them. Yep. Right. Um, so, you know, there, there were quite a few asterisks <laughs> in, in that statement, I guess that we weren't, that we weren't hearing at the time because by $2,000, they meant the remainder of the $2,000 from the $600 that Donald Trump gave us before he left office. Right. And by immediately they meant in April. <laughs> right. Right. Right, because because uh, you know again, just totally just don't give a fuck about the fact that people are hurting right now. They could easily <clears throat> Joe Biden can call for the Senate Democrats to put together a um a, a, a solo bill, basically just a bill, you know. And again, this is uh, he totally fucking lied. Like he fucking said on the campaign trail, even after we got the six hundred dollar checks, he said two thousand dollar checks. They use fucking campaign ads with literal pictures of the fucking U.S. Treasury checks, stimulus checks, with the numbers 2,000 written on them. Uh, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, uh, you know, liberal defenders came out of the woodwork to fucking, you know, dive in front of uh, Joe Biden and be like, this is what he meant all along. You people are just, you people are intentionally misrepresenting this because you want something to complain about. And meanwhile, there's an article today that came out that says Georgia voters, you know, f- feel betrayed. Uh, by Joe Biden lying to them about these $2,000 checks. And they quote a bunch of people uh, who aren't fucking communists or socialists who all were just like regular Democrats in Georgia were like, well, he said $2,000 checks. Like, I thought he bet $2,000 checks. We spent that $600 check like a month ago on fucking rent and and bills. Like, that that money is gone. Like, this is not... So, a couple reasons why this is total bullshit. A... The Democrats should be pushing for fucking bare minimum $2,000 a month, you know, to get people through the fucking stimulus, to get people through uh, the pandemic. And they haven't given us a fucking uh, relief check in eight months prior to that $600 check. So, you know, they fucking owe us eight months of back pay. That's number one. Number two, this is in a different fucking stimulus bill. So this is in a new stimulus bill loaded with fucking pork. So if Joe Biden wanted to complete the $2,000 check promise, he should immediately pass a $1,400 uh, solo bill. Well, and- well, how, how would Joe Biden do that? He's the president. He's not in Congress. Right. But, but <laughs> you know, of course, of course, he has no say whatsoever over what the congressional. How is he going to get anything passed through Congress when Democrats control both the House and the Senate, <laughs> Anthony? You don't, you're not thinking fourth dimensionally here, man. Right. So, I mean, literally, this is the exact path that they could take to complete just just to fulfill the basic fucking like bare minimum of what they promised. They could immediately come out and say Joe Biden could get the Senate Democrats together uh, and say, look, guys, write a a bill, a solo bill, not part of a new stimulus, just a bill for the remainder of the two thousand dollar checks, fourteen hundred dollar checks. Pass that through. I'll sign it. Tomorrow, we'll get those checks sent out to people in the next couple of weeks. Then, in the next round of stimuluses, which is what this fucking this fourteen hundred is going to be going towards that that you know that they're that they're now claiming is what they offered all along. Then we can pass another round of two thousand dollar checks because by the time those pass, people will really fucking be hurting because it'll be fucking March or April. Well, instead, what we're getting is fucking nothing for fucking another three months. And in this new bill with new fucking pork and new subsidies to all their fucking insurance company buddies, we get another measly fucking fourteen hundred dollars. 
It's a new stimulus bill. It's not the fucking old stimulus bill. The $2,000 was from the old stimulus bill. So if you're passing a new stimulus bill, why don't you give us $3,400? The $1,400 plus another $2,000, you fucking cheap motherfuckers. Like, oh, man. Ugh. Preach, brother. Um. It, it's, it's just such bullshit. <laughs> it's, it's, it, they're such fucking gaslighters. And the fucking pathetic fucking bootlicker liberals just love to just fucking die it, it's just that that fucking that that really funny meme of like the, the person diving in front to take a bullet you know like uh valid criticism and then weird nerds protecting elon musk from valid criticism oh yeah it, it, but it's that it, it just that's what they do for every fucking elected democrat except for bernie sanders right um who's not a democrat of course but Oh, did you see the tweet of the woman who was outraged at Bernie because he was literally just sitting in a chair? So uh, somebody searched uh, that tweet. That? I, I don't have it. I, I'll pull it up. But so a bunch of people posted that exact same tweet. It's got to be fucking Sally. Like, it's got to be a Sally Albright bot, you know, uh, uh, campaign because it, that exact verbiage was used uh, multiple, multiple times. Well, that uh, there was that one, but then there was another one where it just said, like, could Bernie even pretend to carry some emotional labor for uh, a Biden victory, like implying that if he's sitting there waiting for the, uh, you know, ceremony to start, that he's not showing enough, you know, hoorah fucking enthusiasm. <clears throat> like, it's fucking 12 degrees out. He's cold. Right. Like, I don't, he doesn't <laughs> like, want to fucking be there. Like, um, n- nobody wants to be there. Right, right. Uh, except all the fucking losers in the, in the fucking mainstream media who are, like, fawning over Joe Biden and the fucking pomp and circumstance of Kamala Harris and everyone else. What did else? they have to pay Tom Hanks to go and like be the fucking cheerleader for this shit? Ugh, like we got to get we got to get like Mr. America to come out here and pretend <laughs> that this is all like somehow normal Ugh. and good and fine and decent. Oh, uh and it, so so I here I have that Sally tweet which was yeah. definitely sad because it literally somebody searched it and there's like 30 accounts posted this exact tweet and this exact wording. I'll admit the Bernie memes are funny, but his openly grumpy disposition during a very historic moment for women, and particularly women of color, speaks volumes for me. I mean, it's just so transparent, the shit they're trying to fucking do. Like, fuck off. Right. Nobody buys this shit anymore. Like, who fucking buys God, it? God, I, mean, I just, I can't celebrate Kamala Harris's historic victory as long as Bernie Sanders exists. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so, uh, real quick, about some of the things I noted, because I did watch some of the inauguration. Did you see the fucking Bible that they swore Joe Biden in on? Uh, the, the Bible that looks like it's some fucking Harry Potter like shit? The, the like, Necronomicon. Like, 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 you fucking, like, right. just unleash the fucking hell dimension if you read like, from is, it. Isn't the Bible you swear the oath on supposed to be able to, like, fit in the palm of your hand? <laughs> like, Well, you choose you your know. own. I think you you, cho- you can choose your own. And it doesn't even have to be a Bible. You could It could be whatever book you want. Just no one's Literally. been. It could be the fucking yellow pages if you want Everyone's to. been too much of a fucking you know. coward to pick a book other than the right. Bible. but Or, or uh, like Obama when he swore the oath on the Quran, right? <laughs> right. That, when that happens, right? <laughs> Right, it was his Quran and uh, and 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 uh, Capital by Marx were the two. It's stack of books. Yeah, then, it was it was the anarchist um, cookbook is actually what uh, Obama <laughs> swore the oath on. Right, right. He did all he did a big stack of books. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just comical. I was like, dude, what is it? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, where did that even come from? But whatever. Um, so. But, uh, you know, that was ridiculous. The The concert at night, because obviously they couldn't have like a, they usually have the inaugural ball, which was another event Bernie Sanders, I'm sure, would have been thrilled to fucking be forced to sit through uh, and has sat through before. But I'd nah, uh, just be like, hey, the strokes, let's bring the strokes in and they can fight the D.C. <laughs> Capitol Police. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I am once again calling on the strokes to fight the police. <laughs> <laughs> um. So... So they had, in, in, in lieu of that because of the pandemic and they couldn't have gathered people, they uh, they had like little concerts, like the, it was like a tour cr- like across America or some shit like that, where they had like a band or artists from all 50 states perform and like some of them were actually really good and I was really bummed out to see that they were, you know, just fucking, like, like it started out actually with Springsteen who, you know, I, Ugh, at this point, I know. He's just like whatever the Democrat is, I'll go up there and, know, and it fucking bums me up. The he hope was... of a nation of freedom. <laughs> You're like, all right, whatever. Next, who who got next? Oh, we got Foo and Fighters. The... Great, great. And oh, who's next? Lady Gaga. Wonderful. Just fucking right. sellout after fucking sellout after it fucking just bums sellout. Bums me out because like 
like in Bruce's case in particular, the dude used to just be such a fucking working class hero. The music he would write would like, he wrote like songs about fucking factory workers and shit. And I'm like, this is the fucking guy you want to put your credit, with. but like, he's, look, he's been a millionaire for fucking three decades. Like what do you, you know, at this point he like, he's just so <sighs> he just out seems of touch naive. And... Like he seems like the kind of guy that really thinks Joe Biden gives a fuck. Right. About the right. No, I, like... I think he's genuinely like uh, in acting in good faith. He's just doesn't know any better. Cause he's been a fucking millionaire for th- 30 years. And like, you know, right. he doesn't, interact with real people like he's like it's just it's a shame that that like a voice like that just gets so fucking neutered over time at least eddie vetter had the fucking good sense to just keep his name away from all of this shit you know he the only thing he did during the primaries was show up to a bernie rally and he wasn't even like a speaker he was just watching it you know yeah i mean to their credit pearl jim uh you know they did that whole hour-long concert on letterman back in 2004 trying to do anything they could to to prevent a, a second term for the Bush administration. So, you know, not like they, they fucking love John Kerry, I'm sure. No, and they've always, uh, like, actually, you know, done yeah. benefits for good fucking causes and, like, you know, been, yeah. been really outspoken. But, you fuck. know, and, and perhaps the Letterman for turning over his entire show to a band who's, you know, announced beforehand they were not going to edit their songs <clears throat> and they were going to drop F-bombs uh, live right. on CBS and... Uh, David Letterman was like, "Well, I'll pay the fines myself." Right. <laughs> so, right. I mean, not they, you know, not this. It's like, oh, I had to pay uh, sixteen cents out of my regular four hundred dollar. <laughs> right, right. Like it's nothing. It's nothing to them. But the fact that they did that still was kind of like, this is how much we fucking care that uh, we're gonna say swear words on a major TV network. Right. He also did a really good uh, around that same time. Eddie did a really good um, like acoustic version. You ever hear that song? Here's to the state of Mississippi. It's like an old folk song that was like about all the racist like politicians in Mississippi. No, I don't. I'm not familiar with that one actually. It's really good, but he did like an updated version with like new lyrics about like the Bush administration. People should check that out. It's a, oh, it's there's a, there's still racists in Mississippi. I'm <laughs> shocked. <laughs> right, and it, it was just a really funny like uh, a modern updating. Uh, yeah, that. same way people do with like "Love Me, I'm a Liberal." Like, with will update the lyrics for <laughs> right. The current. I was actually but, um, when I was visiting mom back in uh, December for two and a half weeks. You know, we. we on the rare occasion we'd have to drive the car somewhere <laughs> I was in control of the radio she pays for Sirius XM whatever and mm-hmm. most of their shit is terrible but they have one station that's just Pearl Jam right right, right. and in like an occasional 18 or 17 I think like an occasional song by like another band who sounds like Pearl Jam but they'll do like three full live concerts a day on there and they don't like chop into it they'll just run the whole fucking concert right, right. so you get, you get to hear like you know, sometimes they improvise their songs, sometimes they don't, but it's they still... They do some, like, covers and shit in between Yeah, the they songs. do a ton of, ton of original stuff, and you're like, why isn't this band more popular in America? And they're so popular in the entire rest of the world. <laughs> it's like, that's eh, probably because of their politics. Right, and they have a super rabid, like, like the way Fish does, like a rabid fandom that you just maybe if you mm-hmm. weren't in that, you know, universe, you would not be aware of it. But they're, uh, right. so they record all their shows uh, on the soundboard, which is why, like, they have that channel where they can play their shows because they record each track separately onto the soundboard and then mix mm-hmm. it after the fact. So it's like, pi- like picture perfect, like live album. Oh, yeah. Quality. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember back in the early 2000s, there was a bunch of, uh, jam bands who right. started doing this thing where you could go to the show uh hear them play for three and a half hours and then, like, and then get a cd of it afterwards. and like yeah if you waited around for like 15 20 minutes you could get right. a, a studio you know soundboard recording of the show you just saw right because there's bootleggers you know they let the bootleggers in but like that stuff doesn't always sound that great so mm-hmm. I, I would go and there was a lot of bands that weren't even jam bands that kind of became jam bands around that time right. like like primus became a jam band in the early 2000s right. where they would go out and play you know some new songs that weren't as good but then they do like a two-hour stretched out live version of like seas of cheese that was fucking amazing and i was like i want that i'm gonna stick right. around and pay the money for that shit because it right. was I fucking dick as up. uh yeah, a lot of bands do that now. It's really, it's actually super cool. It's a cool souvenir. Like, uh, I think Fish was the first band that, that started doing that, but then Pearl yeah. Jam has done it. I think for the last like ten years, Springsteen does that mm-hmm. too. Fucking mm-hmm. Matchbox Twenty did it. The show I saw. Like, oh, a lot of bands let's, do let's that. Let's not show, go yeah. that way. Let's just stick with the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a it, it's a it's a cool thing. I, Man, I if you heard like that you know, uh, uh, Three Doors Down, their live set, Toronto, 2007. <laughs> I'm you sure had to they be do there, it man. too. <laughs> I'm sure they do it too. Um, Who's like another world? 
Right. But it, it was just such a depressing affair, the whole fucking thing. Foo Fighters did it, and they, you know, they sounded good, but it's just, like, such a bummer to watch all these bands, like, fucking lend their credibility to such a fucking conservative piece of shit like Joe Biden. Like, it's just, like, what do you, you just have no, I, I mean, I guess, you know, at a certain point, just doesn't fucking mean anything to any of these bands anyway. And not, not like the Foo Fighters ever had anything to say, but... You know, the Springsteen one bummed me out especially because it was just mm-hmm. – and the performance too was really good. And it was this incredible visual of him playing to like no like nobody, but he was like – it was like at night and he was in front of the fucking Washington Monument in front of the reflecting pool and the lights were all on and shit. And it looked cool as hell and I was like, man, I wish this was for like literally anybody but Joe Biden. <laughs> like, if Yeah, this was- well, I remember when uh, – um. And uh, Lady Gaga tweeted out that she was going to be the, the, the you know the the top build performer for everything, and I, I responded to her. I was like, "So will you be performing in blackface this time, or no? <laughs> or will you just have like your backup uh, dancers perform in blackface?" So, for sure, anyone that sure, didn't sure. doesn't know, she actually did that. She had a party in Berlin where she had a bunch right. of like male models uh, performing in blackface at this after party. Weren't they dressed uh, like slaves too, or so? It was some like really yeah, inappropriate. Yeah, like... it, it was like they were all shirtless and they had chains on their necks and they were in blackface and it was like this big gimmick. And it's like this is what rich people think about, right? Like this is what they really think, right? Fuck. Well, all right. So that's so. You know, Biden. Uh, you know, and, and of course he just got in office. He's already fucking reneging on every one of his promises. The two thousand dollar checks. His. Uh, so he's dumping a lot of his early po- proposals into the uh, next stimulus bill, which is good. I mean, that if, for, if for a president with good intentions, that would be good because it's it puts a lot more pressure on people to pass it. And, and it helps you put a lot of different budgetary things into that legislative agenda. Um, the problem is that he's totally fucking throwing in a bunch of bad shit uh, that's not even close to what he promised and not at all meeting the moment which is the fucking theme with Joe Biden. So like the, 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 the 14, that, you know, the $1,400 checks we mentioned, um, his healthcare plan, which he said on the fucking, uh, debate stage, uh, you know, what, what was his one fucking thing? Public option. That was his one thing that he fucking, you know, that he had to his name to improve upon Obamacare. Um, now, you know, a, when he released his public option plan, we realized it was just, total bullshit and the only people that would qualify it would be people that qualified for medicaid anyway and like right. who the fuck would want to give up government run healthcare to pay a private company fuck for the same level of fucking healthcare like that's asinine so it's it was a total non public option but even that is missing that that fucking bare minimum um public options missing from this bill instead um there are uh more subsidies for insurance companies like the big like highlight of it was like uh subsidies to pay pay cobra if you lose your job like and have to go on cobra health insurance which everyone anyone who's dealt with it knows is one of the worst fucking plans you could be on because it's just a continuation of your old plan but you pay through the fucking nose you don't get to even pay the rates that you paid through your company like it, it, it's like it, three times as much because you don't get to pay the negotiated rate of your company it's it's mm-hmm. total fucking bullshit um and it's just a more it's a giveaway it, it literally he took sentence structure and again back to his plagiarism thing from a, a health insurance letter that they put out you know early in the pandemic as a as as one of the potential healthcare responses would be subsidizing cobra he literally took phraseology from this health insurance letter for his fucking healthcare proposal within the stimulus bill rather than do what bernie was saying is just give everyone fucking health care you know for the duration <laughs> Yeah, I don't like Joe Biden very much. Um, and, really? Really? And even, even, even more so. Like, so I don't know how, I don't even really understand how they choose the DNC chairman. I remember before it was like, before if, they had Tom Perez, there right. was, um, what's his name from Minnesota, was up for it or running well, for well, it? Well, Keith Ellison was like the odds on favorite. And then Obama was like, well, we can't have that because he's not a complete fucking shill. So right. they, they made, you know, human fucking... So uh, is there really an election for it, Tom, or is it just the, the president picks whoever they well, want? Well, so when there's not an incumbent Democrat, uh, there's an election amongst the DNC members, which are all fucking party officials anyway. <clears throat> when there is a president, he just picks it, and he just says, like, right. make this person the shoot. 
So because there was a power vacuum when Trump got elected, it was like, well, who's going to be the DNC chair? Who picks it? <laughs> right. And then it, then it becomes a voted on thing. But yeah. So, so yeah, he uh, just picked Jamie Harrison, he, he, who's huge, a health insurance huge, lobbyist. Yeah, huge fanfare. We've got a new DNC chairman. Uh, none, none of that uh, Debbie Wasserman, Schultz shenanigans, none of that Tom Perez, uh, Tom Foolery. We're going uh, straight to a guy who is a corporate lobbyist for the Podesta Group. Jamie oh, but Harrison. You, but you know what? He, he did run against Lindsey Graham this year, and he raised the most money of any Senate candidate in history, and he only lost by 11 points. So, you know, he really he really is fucking it completely oh, underperformed his polls, by the way. He's ready for prime time. Like, right. what, can we get him into the Department of Transportation somehow, right. or is that already taken? Oh, it's already taken by Pete Buttigieg. Never mind. He's also super disingenuous. I, I know from my, my brief time working on a DNC chair campaign, Jamie Harrison, huge prick. But uh, that total besides the point. Um yeah, and and this is I, at this point, I, I I can't even raise my ire about the fuck what the Democrats do. I just know that they're a piece of shit conservative austerity party, and they're gonna do what they're gonna do. And you know, uh, I want to give props though to AOC because we we we've rightfully given her a lot of shit about her, uh, the way she's she's you know been been using her her power in recent months, um, but. To her credit, she fucking skipped out on the inauguration and went and protested with the Teamsters down in Hunts Point who are protesting uh, for a $1 raise. The the produce workers at Hunts Point, which is the largest um, produce market in the world <laughs> and one of the largest food markets in the world. It's down in, in, uh, in the Bronx or in Queen. I th- yeah, it's in the Bronx, I think. Um, my stepfather actually buys all of his food from there. He, you know, he, he he is a food distributor he sells to mm-hmm. local and delivers to local restaurants importing exporting you know right um so so he's like the next in the supply chain from those people um so actually i don't even know how he's doing i could ask him what, what he thinks about all this but um but no i mean they literally have been working through a pandemic um for the same amount of pay they're literally asking for a one dollar an hour pay increase and uh better health benefits and the fucking uh, their bosses just won't even concede an inch. They they offer them a thirty two cent raise, um, which is a fucking insult. Uh, and by the way, th- these Hunts Point workers, there's not a lot of them. There's probably like a couple thousand. <coughs> six hundred of them have gotten COVID, and mm-hmm. uh, I think six or four. I'm sorry, four hundred of them have gotten COVID, and I think six of them have died um in 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 the time that we've been doing that and by the way these are people that handle our fucking food so like you think if anyone should be taken care of it's these people but like they just could not give a fuck so they were on strike or they were doing picket line or yeah so they're striking right now and the cops are nypd is literally just beating the shit out of them every night there's videos on twitter Mm -hmm. of the cops of course just beating the shit out of produce workers who are asking for an extra dollar an hour (laughs) like just you know american in a nutshell fucking american yeah. in a nutshell well, there was a tweet last week somebody said uh, amazing how uh you know frontline workers and heroes suddenly turn back to burger flippers as soon as right, they ask right. for more money right 100 percent. but yeah but yeah so you know prop star because she went and fucking you know got a megaphone and was picketing <clears throat> with them and fucking yeah. raised awareness of that and uh you know solidarity with them and and i and i appreciate that she's doing that and more of that and less of the fucking bullshit you've been doing the past couple months where you capitulate to everything the Democratic Party asks you to do. A a little side note to that. um, Instacart is one of these companies where it's basically just an app and they staff people to go into grocery stores and like pick out the items you want. You know, like you go to Whole Foods and half the people in Whole Foods are people who are Instacart shoppers. Like Instacart people that are just like putting orders together and they have them dressed in the regular clothes. You don't like mistakenly walk up and ask them a question right <laughs> and and that's in and like you go like you can tell when it's like an instacart person yeah and they're just it's like people that just don't want to go to the grocery store and they can pay someone else to do it so uh instacart employees try to unionize and uh now instacart is firing every single employee who voted to unionize right in one of the stores where they operate um well, and it's a use. So the problem is like Insta. There should be a company that does this. That's not like a fucking predatory, shitty company like in, like Instacart, because a lot of people who you know are vulnerable or live with vulnerable uh, relatives, 
you know, they'll they'll pay the person like the extra fee to fucking have the groceries delivered. Sure. Nothing against the idea of it, but again, it's but it's, but it's, it's the company that fucking runs it, of course. Labor yeah. to a point where it's like, oh well, they're not employees, so they have no right to organize uh, a union. Even if they were, we're still going to fire them. Right. It's it's Prop Twenty Two all over again, and then thanks to fucking Kamala Harris's brother-in-law getting Prop Twenty Two passed in California. I'm sure we're going to see that, you know, across the country, states passing laws of a similar nature where um, you're just not allowed to, you're considered an independent contractor, even though you're working for a company and, you know, everything about you fits the definition of an employee, but because they lobby. uh, I did want to talk a little bit more about Jamie Harrison. I have a little bit more notes here and just to kind of set the tone, like this is, this is the, this is going to be the chair of the DNC, right? Like he's the head of the party as far as the logistics of the party, right? Um, right? And, you know, we say corporate lobbies for Podesta Group, that's like, okay, well, that sounds bad, right? But, like, I wanted to go into a little bit of the detail real quick here. I know we want to keep this uh, under a, an hour, but I'll, I'll go real quick here. So this is just mm-hmm. from, a, I, I believe, a political... No, this wasn't from Politico. They would never talk about this. Um, I don't know the source on this, but I got my notes from somewhere uh last night so just reading um during the obama administration harrison lobbied for some of the hill's top spenders including big banks big oil and a coalition of coal companies that fought climate regulations Uh, clients included boeing lockheed martin wells fargo bp america that's british petroleum in america bank of america defense contractor general dynamics trade association uh, the council of independent tobacco manufacturers uh hedge (laughs) yeah hedge fund (laughs) Hedge Fund, this is the name of the company, Hedge Fund Fortress Investment Group, <laughs> Google, General Motors, and Walmart. Uh, another I mean, of his was, clients... <laughs> was he ahead. too busy to lobby for Satan? Was, was he too filled up with these... I mean, I, you know, Christ. guy's got a busy schedule. Um, another of his clients, American Coalition for Clean Coal Electricity. Oh, you know, great. Remember when the Cohen brothers made a commercial mocking clean coal? No, I never saw that. that oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Ethan and Joel Cohen made a commercial that they ran on CNN. They paid to run on CNN that just, like, viciously mocked the idea of clean coal. And it was like a, a like an aerosol can. He just, like, sprayed it around. It was like, clean coal harnesses the power of the word clean. Yeah, it, no, it's hilarious. Um, and that was, like, 10 years ago they did that shit. Right. So uh, just, just the notion of clean coal <clears throat> existing is, is absurd. But... Uh, anyway, so another one of his uh, clients, American Coalition for Clean Coal Ener- Electricity, which uh, represents coal companies like Murray Energy and Peabody Energy, fought against President Obama's clean power plan and other climate-related regulations during the period in which Harrison was registered to lobby for them. In 2000, or I'm sorry, in November 2016, Harrison told the Post and Courier about his corporate lobbying. Quote. It's how I pay ba- I paid back the $160,000 of student loan debt I owed. It's how I pay the mortgage for my grandmother. I'm proud of my work, end quote. Oh, Sin- great. Yeah. Since Election Day, the incoming Biden-Harris administration has taken a similar top-down communication style as the staff of current chair Tom Perez. In the days after the election, a group of pro-reform DNC members sent a letter uh, opening a discussion with Biden-Harris campaign leaders about transparency and accountability reforms in DNC rules, initially with 29 signatures growing to more than 37 signatures, making up approximately 10% of voting DNC members who are elected by state parties or other caucuses. Pro-reform members say they have not received any acknowledgement, oh, uh, acknowledgement or response. And during this past summer's virtual meetings of the Democratic National Convention, a DNC charter amendment from a Bernie Sanders delegate was rejected in a last-minute committee vote of 105 to 45. The proposal would have barred corporate lobbyists from serving on the DNC and permanently banned corporate PAC donations after Perez in 2018 reversed the policy that prohibited contributions from PACs in the fossil fuel industry. Perez and the DNC resolutions committee earlier had nixed a presidential debate specifically focused on the climate crisis with several corporate lobbyists and appointees of the chair voting against the resolution. So they basically what just set the stage party. to have a, another piece of shit, clean coal lobbyist, be the head of the DNC. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck Biden. Fuck Harris. Fuck Booty Judge. Fuck this Jamie Harrison motherfucker. Well, you know, I mean, it's appropriate for Joe Biden administration. This guy seems like he's right up uh, Joe Biden's alley. Um, and just real quick, another little quick thing before we get out of here on Biden. 
just a couple other little pieces of policy. Um, I don't know if you saw any of Anthony Blinken's um, uh, confirmation uh, hearing, but uh, he's fucking awful. The, sec- the Secretary of State nominee, uh, Lindsey Graham, loves him um, because uh, he-, he said that I- Israel was a peaceful country and not a racist country, uh, among other things. But um, some of- some of the key policy initiatives uh, of-, of the Secretary of State. Uh, the U.S. Embassy will remain in Jerusalem. You know, that that Donald Trump put in Jerusalem, uh, you know, completely against fucking every international um, urging because it's a, that's a huge fucking fuck you to the Palestinians. As if we needed another fuck you to the Palestinians. Going to keep it there. Um, the U.S. will officially recognize Juan Guaido as the leader of Venezuela, even though he's not even in the national fucking. Uh, Congress anymore. The the group that he was elected to that they they, they tried to claim that because he was the leader of he was um, somehow the 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 president. He's not of the even country. a member of the Venezuelan. No, government he got he anymore. got voted yeah. out of the fucking the National Assembly. I mean, like he's for all intents and in purposes, po- I could be the president of Venezuela now. Right, like, right. Literally anybody could. <laughs> it's just fucking Stupid. unbelievable. And uh, by the way, that you know how he said uh, he's going to get kids out of the cages on day one and reunite with families. Well, he established a committee to investigate. Um, so I guess those kids really better settle in with their fucking microwavable blankets because it's going to sure, be quite a while sure. before anyone. Well, when the commission fucking... goes there to take pictures of the kids in the cages, hopefully they have clean clothes on and you know keep their their kennel uh, looking nice and pretty so that we take right. pity on them. Right, right. So you know, fuck this motherfucker. I mean. I... Yeah, I, I I just have no <laughs> I have nothing interesting or insightful to say. I mean, he's just a fucking piece of shit. Anyone that defends him, you should scream in their face and tell them tell them everything that he is fucking doing right now, and that he deserves not a single fucking second of fucking goodwill or grace period because he's not even fucking in the seat yet. The seat's not even warm yet, and he's already doing a bunch of awful shit um, at a time where. He has the only time he's ever going to have a mandate to fucking do anything remotely decent or remotely good is right now. And he's squandering it on the most austere fucking conservative things you can imagine. And it's going to get worse from here. It's not going to get any better. I mean, they're going to get fucking wiped out in the midterms. They already fucking lied once again to all the black voters in Georgia. What do you think they're going to do in in 2022? They're going to stay the fuck home. Because why wouldn't they? I would fucking stay home if I was lied to and told that I was going to be given $2,000. And then someone was like, just kidding. Like, fuck you, you motherfuckers. So I just saw another Jamie Lee Curtis Bernie meme where it's it's her from Halloween, like, looking down the street uh, on the sidewalk. And then there's nice. Bernie, like, partially obscured from behind, like, the hedgerow. The, the sh- the, yeah. Nice. <laughs> like nice. Michael Myers. That's good. Oh, Give me hope, Bernie memes. Fuck, Give me I hope. Know. It's the only thing we got right now. God damn. All right. Well, I mean, I, I, I just got. I, oh, and one other uh, just great piece of news from uh, from the Biden administration. They um, just an, uh, confirmed. Uh, what the fuck is his name? I want to get it right. Something Austin. Uh, Lloyd Austin. Uh, General Lloyd Austin was confirmed as the uh, Secretary of Defense, I believe. Right? Uh, or no? Yeah. No. It, or, uh, hang on, what was he? He was confirmed to run the Pentagon. So, confirmed or nominated? No, no, no. He was. Ju- he just. He just. I'm just trying to make sure he. Uh, oh, great! And Bernie uh, also voted to confirm him. Um, yeah. B- b- secretary, yeah, Secretary of Defense. I was right. Okay, he got confirmed 93 to two to be the Secretary of Defense. Um, he is a retired general who's only been out of service for four years is currently sitting and still listed on the website of the board of fucking Raytheon. He is on the board of Raytheon. Uh, yeah. He's been out of, yeah, I read about out of the military guy. for four years. There's a rule that you need to be out of the military for a bare minimum of seven years to even be considered for a position at uh, defense. Um, the whole idea of, the, of that position is that it's always been held by a civilian because, in theory... Uh, a civilian is not going to be looking at, and of course this never happens because everyone gets bribed anyway in this country, but in theory a civilian wouldn't be trying to just make as much money as possible for the military-industrial complex. They would be actually trying to defend the country. Um, but but this is just total mask off. Yeah, I mean, this you, is Trump you remember, shit. You remember when Trump said that the people that run the Pentagon have a vested interest in making money from war? And all the liberal fucking media pundits were like, what, what, what? How dare you say that? 
you know, so this and is just full. So Biden is taking this opportunity <laughs> to just go full mask off rather than like right. just pretend to be fucking decent for for a, a fucking year uh, into his presidency and then start doing the horrible shit. He's just going full mask off. Just com- and and by the way, they yeah. had to actually vote to exclude to 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 suspend that rule that you need to be out of the out of the um oh, so they acknowledged the rule existed and then oh, just no, said, they, they, they literally, Pasha, the house well, literally voted that. voted to waive the fucking rule to let this guy be nominated as secretary of defense um but he's a black guy though right well no that well that's no it's it, that's that and that's the headline and that's there the you fucking go. insidious there shit that they do because no one will talk about the fact that you have a fucking <clears throat> general just out of the fucking service, just off the board, and not even off the board, he's still on the board, as far as their website says, uh, of fucking Raytheon, is now running the se- the fucking p- the Pentagon. And uh, they fucking already have surged troop levels in Syria, and uh, there's talk that we're going to start surging troop levels in Iraq, because Trump was actually trying to draw down troops in Iraq. And now Biden, because there was a, f- a fucking suicide bomb at some market the other day, is going to start surging troops in Iraq again. It's just I, I I have no words. I mean, this is the shit we knew he would do, but it, I, I'm actually even a little bit amazed that it's happening as um, nakedly and as as quickly as it is. Like that, I'm I'm even shocked by that. But the, just but we're back at brunch, so right, who's right. To, Nobody's who's, paying attention. Who's to even so, notice it. Right. Exactly. Right. So well, I mean, I'm sure somebody will point this out, but it'll be you know Glenn Greenwald and Jimmy Dore, so everyone's gonna go, well, fuck those two. You know, misogynist assholes right. who yell things. We're not going to listen to them. Right, they're violent. Right, they're they violent language. Words. And oh, they went on Tucker Carlson. Therefore, we don't have to fucking like. Listen, those guys would go on fucking MSNBC and yeah, CNN they're not if they would dare let them come on. Right. But there's no fucking way that MSNBC and CNN would let a truth teller like Jimmy Dore or Glenn Greenwald go on. Now, not that they are the vanguard of telling the truth. There's lots of other people too, but they seem to be the ones who. Uh, draw the you know, most are, ire, and well, and they get, draw the most viewers because it's right. you know like you're like Gore Vidal said, uh, never miss an opportunity to have sex or be on television, right? Right. So if you Another get to go American on fucking Tucker and say something true, fucking go do it. Right. Right. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think that pretty much does it for us this episode. Yeah. We, we we hit everything we wanted to hit from uh, from, from that piece of shit. <laughs> we hit all the walls we wanted to hit just to get one last. I was gonna say uh, we hit everything. Longer. There's one there's one particular thing I want to fucking whack with a baseball bat, but uh, it, it, it's not it's not. I'm I'm not gonna get anywhere near it, unfortunately. But um, no, uh, no. Actually, I wouldn't want to do that because then we'd have President Kamala, which which would probably be even worse uh, and more fucking annoying so anyway uh more more cheerfulness next week i'm sure uh as as we learn about all the other shit that joe biden's gonna walk back immediately that wasn't even that good to begin with so yeah uh tune in next week (laughs) rate review and subscribe on uh, apple podcasts uh follow us on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash move left um facebook.com slash move left idiots uh we have a patreon at patreon.com slash move left uh we have merch available tiny ur tiny url.com slash move left pod what's our uh, merch sh- uh, what's the company we go through our merch through again now it's it's t public now and they they actually make really tea nice public they do make good shit uh, i actually shit. just posted a new uh image of ash uh modeling one of our our new shirts um that's you can find that on our facebook page and our twitter account uh as a pinned post right which is also move left pod on twitter um i am at move underscore left and i am as always still tomorrow today forever at bike slutty
to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Oh!